Welcome to the Nat and Sarah Show, where we aim to touch, move, and inspire you every single week. Really? We're really going to introduce our own show? Maybe we should leave it to the pro. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. One second, ladies. Here we go. Sarah Maxwell and Natalie Cook are experts in visualization and deliberate use of the law of attraction. As dynamic world athletes representing Canada and Australia in beach volleyball, they honed in on achievement at the highest level. Winning an Olympic gold medal on her home beach of Bondi is a pinnacle example. Their powerful techniques transmute the spiritual to the tangible, allowing thousands of their community members to bring their vision boards to life. Recently, they've taken their expertise on the road as the full-time family, where they inspire, coach, and lead people to create their unique, deliberate family life using a simplified three-step process. Welcome to the Nat and Sarah Show. Join us for twice-weekly episodes. Each week, Nat and Sarah will teach us how to deliberately create results in all areas of life using their unique three-step process. Not only that, they'll also sit down with some of their favorite high achievers who have manifested what most merely dream about. Are you a member of the community? Go to bit.ly slash the Nat and Sarah show to download your three-step journal to follow along with each workshop style teaching episode and get ready to take action on your inspirations. Today, we continue the conversation with a woman who's made the transformation of the planet her mission. Like seriously, guys. All 7.7 billion people on the planet. This woman is not fooling around. She grew up in India, moved to New York City to be an artist in the 90s. And there she discovered Landmark, which is widely recognized as the industry leader for personal training and development, delivering programs and training that make a significant difference in those aspects of people's lives that they care most about. So training and becoming a forum leader in 2003, and I need you guys to understand there are not many of them in the world. She has since led transformation for more than 115,000 people over the past 16 years all over the world. This incredible leader was mine and Nat's landmark forum leader when we were transformed back in 2004. And I'm pretty sure advanced course as well. So we just continued on because we really wanted to make a difference. My friend, Gitanjali, thank you for chatting to us amidst your insane travel schedule. Like, in Australia one minute, Singapore the next, and now in Minneapolis of all places. So thank you, <laughs> Gitanjali, for making time. Appreciate it. Awesome. Awesome. You ready? Yeah. Let's do it. So I'm so curious. So we talked about travel. So what's it like to travel all around the world in service of others and their transformation? Well, it's really, um, you know, there's the challenges of it, but at the end of the day, it's really fulfilling. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the forum, when people are sitting next to their family who they haven't talked to in 20 years, or they've, they're, they're surprised by their own power and they're free in areas they never thought they could be free in. Mm-hmm you know, it's, it's, it's all worth it. You know, it's, mm. it's what, it's what my life is for. Yeah. Wow. And is it, 
those moments when a, when a person, like you said, is sitting next to a family member that they haven't spoken to in 20 years, is it the same feeling and vibe in India as it is in Australia, as it is in Bangkok? Like, is there a common thread about humanity? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and people want the same things and it has mm-hmm. different flavors around the world, but people want, want everybody wants the same thing underneath yeah. all our differences. Right. It's beautiful. Mm. So in order to see that you decided to be a landmark leader and I know just a minuscule amount of the commitments required. So my, my impression is that the commitment is intense. So what had you commit your life to this? Well, I, um, I really got resolved um, that it's not something I'm going to do just part-time. Mm. And that if I was going to give myself to it, it had to be all, all or nothing. And for the first eight years after doing the forum, when I was not a forum leader, I, I had my career and my art and all that. And, and I did that. And, um, and there was, I, I, there was a couple, different points where I, I, was, I really got resolved. Mm. At first, I was like, I would do it if I could be that type of a person, but I'm not. And, and then as I got trained and then, um, you know, after, after September 11th, when, when I, my, my art got destroyed in the towers and, um, which was obviously impactful. I really, I really got, I had this only one life and I didn't know how long I was going to be here on this planet. And, And was I going to just dabble in it or am I going to really give myself to it? And it was like, you know, that chapter got complete and, and it was time for what I really was here on this planet to do. It's time for that. And, you know, and, you know, as somebody who's done so many things in your own life, that when you have those moments in life where, you have to really go deep and look at yourself and go, geez, do I like what do I want to do with this one life that I've been given? Mm-hmm. Was that a scary moment or is it like a relief? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a while ago. Now. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's any one thing. It's, um, um, it's, it's was very loud in my head before mm. I once I chose, it was, I experienced being really like, this is it and settled, but leading up to it, it was like, but what about the kids I want to have? And what about the everything else? Right. And then when I chose, it just was like, yep, this is it. I've chosen this and I'm going to now do what I've chosen to do with my life. So what is this mission? What is, what have you chosen? What have you given yourself over to? Well, the, the commitment here, the outcome of the work of Landmark, of our curriculum, is, is people living life powerfully and living a life that they love. And not just being powerful when everything is great, 
because it's easy for people to be powerful when you win that win a lottery or something but being <laughs> powerful <laughs> or, no, that's not real power anyway but but being powerful when when life gives you something that you don't expect or want life to give you mm. and i when i lost my art and i never ever thought that that would happen let alone the towers coming down and um and having to be there in new york in the face of all that and i i saw the power that i got from the work of landmark in action i saw i i was really surprised myself i was so shocked that i was able to deal with everything that had happened and losing 10 years worth of art and everything else in such a short time and and not that there wasn't sadness and emotion but it was like i was able to deal with something so unexpected that it was really so clear for me that if if people could get the tools of landmark they could go through life knowing that no matter what life threw at them they would have the tools and the wherewithal to get through it doesn't make it easier but it gives you power to deal with it and then and i thought okay so that could be what my life is really about is to give people power in the face of the challenges that life is going to throw at them and we're only going to get older and we are, we're going to have more challenges as we get older anyway right and um and then the part of that the part about living a life you love um is a whole other piece because if i can create my life then i can love that life that i create if i am living a life that was kind of put together by moments of upset in my childhood and as a reaction to it how can i love that life that has been put together by a upset 3 year old in my case and a five upset 5 year old and from the events of my life right so so the whole the whole outcome of our curriculum for me is mind blowing that that it the way it comes together there is nothing as powerful in the world that i have seen or witnessed or discovered or or run into and um and and ultimately landmark is committed to transforming what it means to be human for us human beings and what does that mean give me a little bit more about what does that mean to transform what we are as humans well the kind of bottom line of it um you know if i could say is that you know we are all human beings and we do spend a lot of time doing stuff and but we're not human doings mm-hmm. and you know you you've experienced this i've experienced this that we can we can change a lot of what we do but if we don't transform who we are being we'll we'll just get variations of what we were doing so you cannot have a real transformation without transforming who you're being mm. and and if you can transform what it means to be human because we've had so many 
like the way we say it in our programs is, um, you know, we've had so many technical advances and so many, so much science and so much technology in the world. And, you know, the, that I can, I can just sit here and send text messages around the world, but we have not had a transformation in being human at that same level over the course of history, the way we have with science. Mm-hmm. And if it can actually, you know, we have fast and faster ways to communicate, but communication itself hasn't transformed in the world. Got it. I'm going to let you grab a drink because I can see she wants to grab a drink. And in that, I'm going to share that there are some massive distinctions that Gitanjali is making. And we're really lucky to have her because Gitanjali has a, a system, you know, a very clear way that she helps people transform who they are as a human. And she does that inside her, I don't know if you call them classrooms or what you, what you call it, but the room, I guess. And courses. so courses, yeah, through the course. And I mean, I can only say my mine and that's experience. It's, it was the most transformative experience of our lives. And we thought we were going for one thing. It's so ironic, you know, and this is probably what it is to transform being human. You know, we, we went there to increase our sporting results, but what we really got was our relationship. What we really got, I really believe, and this is some, some real um, care by, by yourself as a leader and what you were responsible for and also um, someone else who, who really cared about us and, and really spent time with us. But basically, I don't know that Nat and I would be together today. And for me, that would be the, a sadness of my life. I didn't plan to share that, but that, you know, 19 years later, with a three and a half year old, oh, it makes you emotional because everybody wants the same thing. And we, you go to a course to get your results in a sport, but you get your life. And, and who you're being, like, it's funny because whatever you're doing in life, you think that that's all that it's about. You know, it's like this little thing, but we're so much more than that. And so, you know, I just want to acknowledge you for, for what you bring. Um, and, and for coming on today and giving these distinctions for other people to get a glimpse, because ultimately these distinctions are just insights until they really hit your life, you know, until you're really in that room doing your own work. And, um, and I mean, I suppose I, I want to get into it a little bit because I want people to get a little bit of um, training on the call. Gitanjali has been really generous with that. Um, given a little bit to you all, but I, I am curious. I got to finish this about you, Gitanjali. Um, growing up in India, did you have glimpses that your life might take on the trajectory with a mission like you've got? Like, was there glimpses? Did you think you were going to be the artist to take on the world, or yeah, what what I, did that? Ha- what, yeah, well, I've never quite said it like this before, but I think I tried to do what I'm doing now, like, or take whatever I thought at that time, like whatever I thought was making a difference as a teenager. And I thought I could somehow do it through art. Mm. And I studied advertising and I did campaign ad campaigns for abolishing literacy, illiteracy and, and uh, different commitments I had, but it never quite hit the mark. Um, and I, but I never thought I would do this. I never ever 
imagined because for myself, I was really shy and I, you know, I, I didn't think I would, I would, I didn't think I was capable of doing it, which comes to, mm-hmm. well, one of the things, let me just kind of back it up a little bit, right? So one sure. thing I real, I saw when I was in the forum that, um, you know, we, we go for what we think we are, we're capable of. We mm-hmm. go for what, like what I think I can do. We don't go for what we really want because I, I thought I'm not one of those people who can do that. So I'm going to go for what I think I can do, which ends up being like option B. <laughs> and then what I really want is option A, but I somehow tell myself, well, I'm not one of those people who is, I'm shy, I'm this, I'm that. So I'll never be able to do that, what I really want. So I'm going to settle for what I think I can do. Hmm. But it's not what I really am capable of. And it's not what I really want either. But it's what I think with what I've got, I can do the best. And I knew and it was- doesn't and that and that relates to what you said about if we not if we're not creating the life, then no wonder it's not a life we want. You know, you just said it. I want this, but I don't think I can have it. So therefore you set up for B, which you don't even want, and then you're living a life you never want, almost settled for. Yeah, and but but by the way, the, the thing that's important to get is that yes. I didn't. I loved being an artist. I didn't say to myself, "I don't want it." I thought that that's that's what I wanted. I was lucky to have the talent and get the awards and get into a master's program at twenty, and you know, have my degree by the time I was twenty one, twenty two, and so I I really did think that was what what I was going to do with my life and be an artist and. And in the forum, I discovered what I didn't know I didn't know. And the blind spot, right? And the blind spot, what I didn't know I didn't know, um, allowed me to start to see that there was something else available for me and what I could do with my life beyond what I thought I was capable of. And so basically I could say that what I hoped I would do by the time I was 80, 90 years old as an artist, I did within four years after the forum. So it's not like, it's not like I didn't do it. I just did it in really short time. I made the kind of art I hoped I would make by the end of my life. So then all of a sudden it's like, okay, now what? What's the difference between a blind spot and a lot of people in self-development worlds talk about sabotage or a block. So let's say you thought I'm going to do this with my art when I'm not like, it's going to take me till I'm 90. You did it in four years. So are they, give me the, like, I I think there's a distinction there between a blind spot and and a block. Is there? Yeah, totally. It's not the same. Yes. A blind spot is something you don't know and you don't know, you don't know, or it's something you cannot see and you cannot see that you cannot see the seeing of which allows for this massive mind-blowing breakthrough. So for example, if I lived, <clears throat> lived on this earth thinking the earth was flat and that's all it was for me like that, right? And one day I discovered the earth is round. It would be like, whoa, oh my God, what kind of unlimited possibilities would there be if I discovered the earth is round? From languages to cultures to people like, 
I could actually leave my little village and see a whole other world, right? And so if you can imagine getting, getting something that's as impactful about who you are. And I said to someone the other day, imagine if you can see, if you can have something happen in your own life or something that's important to you, that's as impactful as discovering the earth is round after living your whole life thinking it's flat. So for me, it was like, I so thought I was shy. I was this kind of a person. I am like this. And then all of a sudden, wow, maybe I'm not. And the kind of openings and new life that that gives you. Now, I think this is a question stirring in me and I, I can feel myself going, don't ask this, ask this. So anyway, I always go for it. Um, it's a little bit of a personal one, but I sat in that room and I discovered a part of myself that I never knew what you just described. And therefore I wanted to share that with people in my life that I love. And some people that I know, and not many, cause you know, most people have incredible transformations as well, but for the small number of people, and there's one in my family. So this is what I'm thinking about. What is it? How do you sit in that room and I can get that and have that moment in my life and somebody else doesn't experience that? How's that possible? I've never asked that before to anyone, but I, it's kind of on my mind. Like, how can you sit in that room and go through and hear all those things and not have a transformation? Well, Sorry. She didn't know I was going to ask her that, but I was like, that's on my heart. Well, I, it, everybody has a transformation. It just doesn't look the same because what, okay. what is a blind spot for you will not be a blind spot for me because okay. you can see, you could see what's in the way for me, but I may not be able to. Okay. So someone may just not be able to even acknowledge the, the shift because some people just aren't, um, verbally, let's say, thinking that they had a transfer. You know, like some people are like, I'm not transformed yet. You know, and they're, it's not common that much, but you know, there is that little bit. Do you think that's just a non-awareness of it happening? Well, I think uh, uh, there's, there's actually a moment of transformation that happens in Sunday, on, on Sunday of the forum, which happens for everyone. Yes. But then there's ongoingly transforming yourself okay. after that. But that moment of transformation happens for everybody on Sunday afternoon, early evening of the forum. And it happens in a specific conversation, as you know, on Sunday, when it all comes together. And then life doesn't look the same after that. Okay, I hear what you're saying. And then there's another way of looking at it where you say, okay, so there's areas of my life that I'm always going to be transforming. But then there's, I transformed in the forum. But there are, but I'm always going to continue transforming aspects of myself and areas in my life for the rest of my life. Because that's the nature of transformation. It's not a one-time thing and it's done deal. Yeah. Okay, great. Thank you for that. That, That's, that's, but that's great to hear actually, because it's the ING, the, the transforming and the, the continuing to bring the distinctions to your life that make it powerful. And so um, I'm curious about what you bring 
in terms of your commitment and how you continue to show up over and over again. And this is Nat in particular, really wanted to know if you ever want to stop and give your life to something else. Like what drives this intense commitment? Like, do you ever waver? Well, I'm not doing this alone. I'm in, we have a body of forum leaders and we are a group of people up to the same thing. Mm. And so we have incredible structures and I'm not just doing this off on my, by myself. I'm in an enterprise. There's landmark, there's our offices, we have people, staff. So we have, we have a structure that supports us in keeping our commitments present and alive and real. And, and, uh, then, think, and then it's the people, it's the people every weekend, you know, it, like every Sunday and t- Sunday night and Tuesday night. And it's like, ah, this is why I do this. Got to get reminded. I, I love, I hope everybody's listening to these little like golden nuggets that Gitanjali's sharing because this structure she has around herself allows her commitment to continue to be alive. And she's not like hoping that she's just got it on her own and, you know, to transform the lives of 7.7 billion people. I think that you really have to have a structure eat, but I actually think we all need to set ourselves up for our commitments to be alive on a daily basis. So, you know, like if you didn't have a coach, if you didn't have a coach in your sports, you know, would you get up every morning and go to the gym and work out and do your routines if you didn't have anybody holding you to account? Not at the highest level and not at that. No, exactly. No, and, and it, you're right. It's the difference between, like the thing I recognized as I was becoming more professional was that everyone had a coach. And when we think about the Olympics, we would think it would be so crazy for someone to show up to the Olympics without a coach. Like, that would, that would happen. do that? Yeah, you'd think, what, what an amateur. You wouldn't get and, there. That's right. And you're, you're so right. And, and yet in life, we want to do something we've never done before, but we want to do it alone or we don't want people. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. It's like a different mindset that people go into. Well, the coach can see your blind spots. That's, that's the power of a coach. So mm-hmm. as a forum leader, I can, I, I, can, I have, a, I have many coaches cause I cannot see my own blind spots mm-hmm. and that's the nature of it. So if you're committed to something powerful in your life and commitments you have in your life, you have a coach who has the capacity to see what's in the way, like a blind spot that if you saw that blind spot and you could, it would open up a doorway. It would have a clear pathway for you to go for what you really want. And, and, Okay, so we've made an interesting distinction here is a lot of people get coaches for things that they feel they're blocked in. Katanjali just said, no, a block and a blind spot are not the same thing. And it's really important to take note of this because a block is something you think you know, meaning you think you're, okay, this yes. is my thing. This is my yeah. area. Now, a blind spot is like, you don't even know. So the point is that you can't hire a coach when you know what your block is because a blind spot you don't know it 
you crash yes. into the car. Yes. Before, yeah, that's a good, that's cool. I never thought about that before. And, and I appreciate I could give that. an example, right? I could give an example, right? So, um, so one of the very simple, powerful distinctions of the forum is where you, you start to see the facts or what happened versus your interpretation of those facts mm-hmm. or your story about what happened. And in the forum, we train people to separate out the facts or what happened from your story or interpretation of those facts. So, it, so there I am, 23, whatever, I was 23 in the forum. I had got my master's degree and then I was basically like work, doing small jobs to pay the rent and the paintings were under the bed. And I told myself, you know, I have to like grow up. Your parents are in India. You have to pay the rent. You cannot just be this free spirited artist all the time. You have to like be responsible, pay rent and, and, and work. And you may not be able to do your dream as an artist and live as an artist for a few years. You're going to have to do the, the hard yards and, you know, work in the restaurant and do all those things. And so I was doing that and all the artists in New York do the same thing pretty much. So it looks like, well, that's how it's meant to be. Right. Mm-hmm. And and uh, then I'm sitting in the forum and I can see like the fact is I've got a master's degree at 2022 and I'm working in a restaurant. Okay. And I've got all these awards with my art, but I'm working in a restaurant and not working as an artist. Mm-hmm. And I saw it was all collapsed for me and I separated that all out. I was like, okay, so I've got the fact is I've got a master's degree and I'm working at a restaurant. And then the story and interpretation I've been telling myself is, oh, I'll never be a successful artist at this rate. You know, I'm wasting my life. And then every time I would see my, go to the ATM and see the bank balance, what was the story was, I'll, I'll always be the starving artist. Mm. And then I realized that I'm not dealing with the facts and the reality of my situation. I'm living in the story. I'm reacting to, I'll never be a successful artist. I'm wasting my life and I'll always be a starving artist. I'm reacting to that and I'm not dealing powerfully with the facts of my life. Okay, I've got a degree and I'm working in a restaurant and here's my bank balance. I'm not <laughs> dealing with that. I'm dealing with the, the, the stuff about it that I've said about it. So what do you do when you take the reality? You know, you, let's say once you separate it and you've got, this is actually the reality. Yeah. of what's happening. What do you, what can you then do with that? Yeah. Well, I, I, I got that. I'll always be a starving artist is my fabulous interpretation. <laughs> it's this fabulous story I'm telling myself. And the fact is very simple. I have a degree and right now I'm working at a restaurant and here's my bank balance. And then I was like, what am I committed to? Am I committed to the facts and to deal with the facts powerfully? Or am I committed to keeping that story spinning in my head and which is not real in the first place. And am I going to keep listening to the story and that keeps muddying up the facts. The story keeps muddying and diluting and distorting the facts. And once I could powerfully separate the two, yeah. um, I was like, okay, what's important to me? What matters to me? Am I going to deal with that? Or am I going to go in circles in my head with these interpretations that, that are not even real in the first place. Mm. And then in terms of what I was committed to, I saw that 
those interpretations were literally coloring, muddying, and clouding my commitments. And once I could get the story out of the way, because it wasn't real in the first place, I could deal with the reality of the situation at hand. And I could see a clear pathway to accomplishing what I need to accomplish without this cloudiness of like, I'm a starving artist and I'm not going to make it in life. And, and the grip of that story disappeared. And I had the power to impact the facts of my life and to what was actually going on in an extremely powerful way. And I sold my first two paintings by myself, not from a show at an art school, but by myself on Monday after the forum, <laughs> my first two paintings. And, uh, and then that day I quit my jobs. I sublet my apartment, bought a ticket to go to Italy. And I was on the plane to Italy the next, that next week. And I never looked back. Wow. And yeah, the power I, I just, of- yeah, I just got something like, cause I was ask, wanting to ask you about what do you do with that reality? But I almost got that when the grip of the story isn't holding you back, your power to deal with that. Like there is no kind of doing, like there's no kind of like, I don't know. I I can't really explain it, but it's not like so active. It's almost like the grip of one is away. So it's, you can move forward. There's like a momentum forward in in some ways. Yes. I don't know if that's exactly landmarky landmark way of saying that, but that's what I got. Obviously we go step-by-step in the forum. We start with what's important to you and getting clear about what's important to you, which and then by Saturday and Sunday, you start to see what's important that you didn't even know. You didn't know that was important to you. Sure. Got it. Uh, and then there's piece by piece. It unfolds with the Perfect. distinction. Yeah. And I, I want to leave it there because I think there's this, like, like you just said it, there's a natural unfolding to, to what happens. And it's because you're sitting there allowing the process to mm-hmm. happen to you. And so Katanjali, you have reminded me once again about what it is to be powerful as a human and um, our community. I'm just going to thank you for them because I know that they're going to be so grateful that you've given us this like little nudge, you know, this, this nudge forward and, and that we all have that possibility in us to remove that story. And, and I was going to ask you tons of questions about, self-doubt and possibility but if you're up for it i'd love to have you on again because gitanjali is used to training people all the time and so we've given her a new experience today so if you're up for a a second experience one day i'd love to have you on again great (laughs) awesome pressure 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 thank you my friend thank you thank you you guys are awesome thank you for the work you're doing and the difference you're making to so many thousands of people Thank you so much for listening to the show. Don't forget to join the community at bit.ly slash the Nat and Sarah show to download your three-step journal and participate in weekly lives found only in our private group. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You've got to rate and review the show. And I know all the podcasts are always asking this. And in the past, I wasn't doing it. And the reason I wasn't doing it is because I actually didn't know how to do it. So 
open your podcast player and click on our show from your library, not the listen now. That's where I was going wrong in the past. So now that you know how to do it, when you go there, make sure you give us a five-star review. Five stars, five stars, five stars. And then click on write a review link to actually write a review so that you can tell other people that we're legit and even funny, maybe a bit serious. So if you want to recommend this to someone, you have to put your fingers on the keys and send us a review. Thanks.